welcome to today's webinar presented by the Servant Leadership Institute in Carlsbad, California. I'm Carol Molinsky, Director of Content and Curriculum, and I'll be hosting today's conversation that we're calling the Little Foxes. The name Little Foxes is our name for those employees who say they agree with servant leadership, but are really not supporting it in their behaviors. Our founder and CEO, Art Barter, is with us today for a conversation aimed at sharing with you about the challenges these employees present and the approach you can use with them. Good morning, Art. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you. Uh, love this subject. It's one of my favorite subjects, so uh, really looking forward to the next half hour or so. Yeah, great. Before we get started, we'd like to invite you to live tweet, treat, Live tweet, tweet during Carol, the live tweet. Yeah, tweet. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. It is. Um, during the webinar, using the hashtag SLI webinars. And in order to fully benefit from today's discussion, we will include an opportunity for you to ask questions toward the end of our time today. Remember that you can enter a question at any time, but we'll have a specific section um, at the end where we address those questions. Here's how you can submit them. As you see on the right-hand side of your screen, there is an area to type in your questions. Feel free to ask them at any time, as I said earlier. We'll get to as many questions as possible during the Q&A segment at the end of the session. And we'd like to thank everybody this morning um, for attending. This is our 15th webinar this morning. And if you have friends who couldn't make it, let them know that we do record these sessions and the webinar will be on our website tomorrow. SLI is a leadership development organization dedicated to teaching the implementation of servant leadership. We believe that servant leadership is to inspire and equip the people we influence. Servant leadership takes that traditional power model of leadership and turns it upside down. Art, would you get us started this morning by describing who the little fox is and the behaviors that they display? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, thanks, Carol. You know, little foxes, um, if, you've, if you've ever seen a fox live, is a very cute animal, uh, but a very smart animal. And usually a fox will get in, get what they want, and get out as soon as possible and do it in a very, very smart way. And I have a little story I'll share with you in a minute. But, you know, these are folks in your organization that we would say are not engaged, you know, using the terminology of, of, the, of today's buzzwords, right. engaged. Right. But more importantly, they're the ones who look like they're on board with the culture change. Uh, they act like it in a meeting and talk like it and sound like it. But when they get away and, and get to their, their office or their cubicle, uh, their workstation, uh, that belief drifts away. And in conversations with other people in organizations, may not be your greatest supporter mm -hmm. in the company about that culture change. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, doing the, the, getting that change done usually requires someone to look at themselves first. And that is a very scary situation for people to look at themselves first, right, right, and look at the behaviors that they have that that allow that to um, to to roam. Um, I have a friend who lives up on a, a mountaintop here in Escondido, has a, a two-acre home, has it fully in, fenced in, protected from the animals. Um, went to a lot of expense to get rollers on top and everything. And, and one night, his wife was up. Um, and uh, saw something in the backyard uh, run across the pool and um, <laughs> told him, hey, you know, I think I saw 
didn't look like a coyote, it looked like something else. Maybe it was a mountain lion. When, you know, husbands in our ways, we go, okay, well, that's nice, but if we didn't see it, we don't believe it, right? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, and um, so uh, a month or so later, um, he's looking out in his backyard and he sees a fox with his nose in the pool getting a drink of water. <laughs> and what amazed him was when he tapped on the window to get the, fox, the fox's attention, the fox didn't panic. He didn't run away and start searching for an exit in the two-acre um, uh, fence that was around the two acres. What the fox did was look up until he made eye contact with, with the person in the window. Once he made eye contact, he went left the pool, went right back to the hole in the fence that he came into, didn't sniff, didn't look. He knew exactly where he came in on those two acres, went right back to that hole and left the property. And no panic, no nothing. And if you think about that, that's usually what we see in employees who aren't on board with what we're trying to do cultural change-wise is they don't panic. Uh, when you try and hold them accountable, they'll, they'll talk about the reasons why they can't. And then they'll go back into their safe zone, right, and get out of, out of the fence and in their safe zone. And they'll settle down a little bit. And that's why we love to call them little foxes because foxes are beautiful, beautiful animals, very smart, very cunning, can find a hole in a fence, can find it to get back out again, and uh, and they don't panic, and that's really really what we're talking about is employees that don't panic. So um, behaviors <laughs> usually uh, fall around fear, um, and when you're trying to change a culture, when you're trying to change where you're where you're headed in your department, in your group, in your division, in your company, um, that cr creates some fear and some anxiety in people, and they're afraid to face that. Mm. Um, doesn't make them bad. It just they're they're just fearful of change. Um, and the little foxes are the ones that are fighting your change. Um, and I would say a little bit on purpose because they, they don't want it to change. They feel very comfortable in their comfort zone. Right. 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 So uh, they they want to keep things the same. They don't want to see things change. They're the folks that are really comfortable with the way we've always done it this way. We don't see any need to change. We can continue doing it that way. Right. Right. So when you have um, these type of, of employees, um, they're usually a positive influence inside your meetings and inside discussions with you, but outside they breed a negative influence. Uh, and they'll talk about the challenges in organizations. I was a little fox many years ago. Um, I was that leader in the company that didn't believe that we needed to change in one of the companies I worked for. And um, I, I was in that in that mode. I didn't want things to change. So what did I do? I talked outside of meetings and told people mm. that the general manager didn't quite know what he was doing, and I couldn't buy into it. And and you did, of course. And I, I you know, I was I, I truly believed he didn't know what he was doing. And uh -huh. sometimes I wonder if I go back and go if I believed in that leader, would would it turned out any any differently? Mm. Right. Um, they don't encourage others. You know, there's a lot of encouragement that needs to go on when you change a culture, and uh, little foxes won't be those encouragers, won't be those, those the cheerleaders. Um, they'll pretend to be tuned into your organization. You know, they'll they'll seem like they have the pulse of the organization. They can tell you, hey, you know, this is really what's going on here. Mm -hmm, I know that mm -hmm. this is what was said in the meeting, but here's what's really going on. Um, and and they'll pretend to have that pulse. Um, and the next bullet point I love: they they spread gossip. They love to gossip. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of people will talk use gossip as an ex- as a little bit of excuse that goes, "Well, I need to pass this information on to you that was that was um, described in the meeting." But the description of what was in the meeting and what was being talked about is two different things. Yeah, right? they'll, yeah. they'll do their own little version of that. So mm-hmm. they like to spread gossip, and they'll say one thing and do another, and that's when you get down to behavior. And this is what's really important for the senior leaders that are listening today: is you can't really say one thing and then do another, because people are going to look at your behaviors. They're going to look at what you do. They're going to look at how you do it. They're going to look at what you say. Sometimes they're going to look at what you don't say and when you don't stand up for things. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is really important for leaders because you're not going to generate followers if you're a little fox. Yeah. Right? You're you're just going to breed confusion in an organization. So So aren't you mentioned earlier, um, you know, that people resist change. Why do you think that happens with folks? Fear. Yeah. Everybody's fearful of change. Uh, because it's a change in the status quo Uh, and there's a lot of things that go along with that Mm -hmm. but the primary thing that's there is is fear we don't we don't like change people don't like change and um, you know I'll relate this this is a story um, I've been going through the last couple years is some I have some people around me that want me to change my hairdo now I've done my hair this way for years (laughs) and okay uh, you want me to change it on a Saturday or Sunday after I get home from doing things and I, I'm just at home, fine, I'll, I'll do it there. But yeah. don't ask me to get rid of my part because <laughs> it's been part of me for years, right? And I don't want to change that. you got the same thing going on in your organization. You have people who have been doing things for years. They don't want to change because they're very comfortable at it. Um, and part of our job is to help people see the need for change. Why do you need to change? Is it a market? challenge uh, or your mm. customers want it do the customers want to see change are you becoming less competitive in the marketplace because you're not changing mm. um, are your costs getting uh, a little bit out of line because you're not changing you're not looking at different alternatives uh, we deal in radios which have metal cases and the composition of metal changes all the time and the cost that it gets driven with those metal cases are you willing to look at new technologies mm. and how things are done um, and you know the risk. Well, some some people go the risk outweigh the benefits. I don't see the benefit there for me to change. Um, so, and some people just they have to feel better. They have to feel more important than others. They want to they want to stay in control. Yeah. That that famous C word, right? They want to stay in control and they don't want to let things loose and and really don't want to see their job uh, procedure their work instructions change. Um, and they're becoming, uh, you know, sometimes that becomes a wall that, that keeps companies from making the change they need to change. And the larger your company is, the harder that's, that gets to do. It, yeah, it really is particularly difficult. I think among, yeah. you know, the folks that have been in a position for years and years and years, it's very difficult for them to see any other role or any other way to do what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they, they sort of are their jobs. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? Um, we, we also see, and this is becoming a lot more prevalent in, in, in what I see in, uh, in people, they don't believe in themselves today. Hmm. They don't believe in what they're doing. They don't believe in their purpose. They don't believe they have gifts. Uh, they just believe, hey, I need to be here. I need a job. I need a paycheck. Um, and, you know, if we don't help people find their gifts 
and help them understand what they're good at. Um, that really helps them believe in themselves. And that's a little bit of hope we can give to little foxes is, is the change can be a better life for you. That's such a great right? point, Art. Yeah, it can be a better life for you. So how do we get them to believe in themselves if yeah. they have a lot to offer um, in the change? Mm -hmm. uh, not just in, in the past, but in the change. You have a lot to offer in the change. So, you know, cut, let's, let's cut that loose and, and let it fly. Mm -hmm. um, help people believe in themselves. And then, you know, the three-letter word that everybody <laughs> knows, ego. Um, you know, that's uh, don't mess with me in my garage because my garage <laughs> is, my, is my castle. And don't move my tools. Don't move my tools in my garage. And it's all an ego thing. It may be a better place to put them. It may be a better use of them. But... Don't change it because I know where things are. Mm -hmm. We face that, especially in our manufacturing facility. You know, we have work boards where we have the tools they need and make sure they have, have everything they need and it's up to snuff. And, you know, when you have someone, you set up the workstation for a right-handed person and then you hire someone who's left-handed, guess what? The workstation <laughs> changes. You can't ask them to, to, to change and, and be different. So a lot of times our ego gets in the way and we think we know the best way to do things when really the best thing we can do as leaders is maybe step out of the way and help people mm -hmm. really go make a difference, you know, and, and cut them loose. So yeah. uh, those are kind of things that keep people from changing in organizations and changing a life. And it's, uh, you know, I used to I, I, I tell a story about my dad. He, he used to wear this certain style shirt and, you know, that was his shirt. Don't try and give him anything different. If you gave him something at Christmas that was different than the shirt, it got returned, you know, and it didn't matter how, how hard we tried. That's what he wanted to wear. Yeah. That's what, and so yeah. we get used to doing things the same way every day. Right. And it's difficult for us to change. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the issues that we need to consider or, you know, distinctions that we need to make? Well, what's the risk of having little foxes in your organization? Well, the, the, the main risk is that you don't accomplish the change that you want to, want to accomplish, right? Mm. And so... Um, that's that's a, a, a big challenge. Um, it slows down the change, but what really does the little fox have impact on the organization? And I will tell you from experience, when you're trying to build an organization around trust, and you have people in your organization who don't trust each other, and you help them try to trust each other, or you're bringing a leader who is really a power leader and not a, a servant leader, mm -hmm. and you let that leader try to change that leader and transform that leader over some time, the longer you leave that leader in place or person in place, the more damage that little fox will do. Mm. They'll continue to come in the gate. They'll continue to drink water out of the pool or get food or take things away. They'll continue to skip back out the gate where they came in, and they'll <laughs> look great doing it. Yeah. And they look like they're beautiful, beautiful people. So the damages um, are pretty severe. And I will share with you guys, this is an area that I have some very, very personal experience in where in servant leadership, I believe the best thing I could do as a leader early on, and this is back in 2006 timeframe, was to make sure I could look myself in the mirror in the morning yeah. and say I've done everything I can to help Carol survive mm -hmm. and, and be great at what she does. I've done everything I can. Mm -hmm. But there is a time limit to that effort. And the time limit is more important than the effort. And as leaders, we have to say, 
you know what, I have behavior that you need to change. This is what you're doing. This is where I need you to go. And I yeah. need you to get this done or at least see some major progress in this time frame. I didn't put enough emphasis on the time frame. I thought my job was to try as hard as I can for as long as I can to make that difference. I did that with a senior member in our senior team. And, and after two years, um, decided that that member wasn't, um, uh, wasn't going to transform into a servant leader in our organization. And after we separated, uh, it took us almost three years to build the trust back up in, in that organization um, because it had been damaged so much. Yeah. And so you're going to damage trust in your organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times when leaders have to make changes and they're not the fun changes, they're not the changes that you really like to make right? because people aren't on board with what you're doing. Others in the organization will go, man, Hart, what took you so long to make that change? Didn't you see what was going on? Um, so make sure you, you have your little fox's glasses on, kind of like uh, <laughs> Stephen Covey and his trust glasses. Yeah. Your little fox's glasses on and make sure you see through some of the smoke and mirrors that little foxes will put up and excuses that they have. So um, time is really important uh, and it will take you a long time to reverse the damage mm -hmm. that they do the longer they stay in, in in the, in the position that they're in. Yeah. yeah. Along those lines, Art, just, I, didn't, I haven't talked to you about this, but um, I was in a meeting not too long ago and uh, one of our community small group meetings for servant leadership, and there was an individual there that shared that they had finally let had to let someone go, and they had tried for four years mm -hmm. to bring this person along and into the fold and, you know, being able to work well with their colleagues. And they, again, as you mentioned, you think it's your responsibility to just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, as a servant leader, to bring right. that person up. And sometimes just, but the same kind of reaction, they said, we were so thankful, the other employees were so thankful mm -hmm. that they finally made this decision. And I'll share with you, a lot of times what will happen is the person that you're impacting, that you're asking to go uh, find something else to do, Yeah, they're just as relieved as you are. Yeah. Because if, if they're not, a, they don't have that serve heart and they don't want to help people, they're not going to be happy in your organization. So. You're going to have engagement suffer with them. Trust is going mm -hmm. to suffer. Things are going to take longer to get done. They're going to cost more to get done. Um, things just aren't going to be humming along like they should in the organization, right? And yeah. so um, a lot of times they're just as, as relieved as you are yeah. and, and thankful for it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Here's some other things we need to determine about the situation. Yeah, the, and this is the first one, all the <laughs> leaders out there, this is the first question you need to ask yourself, what have I done as a leader to let little foxes roam? Hmm. Like what have that. I done to let this, 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 and not happen because people are going to be resistant to change, but once you've identified the little fox, what are you doing to help change? What are you, what are you doing to, to add value to them and help them understand that, that what behaviors need to change? Um, but at some point, the leader has to say, enough roaming in our company, <laughs> and you need to go roam somewhere else. And yeah. I love what Ken, Ken shares all the time, at, at a lot of times he talks uh, around the world, he says, you know, share them with the competition. Let, mm -hmm. let them get a job with the competition, because they'll probably be happier. Um, 
But along those lines, you have to, is, is this a one-time event or is this a continuous issue? And a lot of people will show that first because of the fear to change. Right. And they'll react that way. But if once you create that safe environment for them to, to say, okay, I, I, it's okay for me to change and it's okay for me to make mistakes in this change, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And help them learn from their mistakes and help them learn from what they're doing wrong. And you're going to learn from that as well. Right. But if they're willing to learn and they're showing progress, right, then invest in them. But if it's a continuous issue, then you have to make a decision. So right. always ask yourself, is this a one-time or two-time event? Or do I really have someone here who wants to learn and wants to change? I just need to get them, help them get over that first hump. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you getting the same feedback from around the organization uh, about the per person, right? Are you, and you know, a lot of times people, you know, it's just, and I'm not talking about gossip. I'm just talking about you'll you'll hear stories about the folks that are really on board with the change. You'll hear stories about people who are really making a, a move forward, and the stories come back about the impact in their organization. You may have a person who doesn't have any stories coming back from the organization. Ask why. Why don't they have any stories yeah. of transformation yeah. right in their, yeah. in their organization? Well, they're probably not going down that path. <laughs> so. Um, you know that's that's the feedback there, and and, and honor that. And I'm going to I'm going to caution you: don't, as a leader, go ask people to go talk about other people. Mm. Um, Good that's point. Just as bad from a leader's perspective. Yeah. So, hey, Robin, um, tell me tell me about Carol. Tell me tell me what you think about Carol. Should I keep her or not keep her? What should I do with her? You're a good leader. Make a decision for yourself. Get data points um, um, from all your sources. So. But don't don't turn it into a gossip situation. Um, is it a competent, competency issue or a character issue? And I will share with you right now that a character issue is very very difficult to change. Hmm. Um, now it's it's also difficult to determine whether it's character or competency um, because some people are very good at what they do. Yeah. They're very very good at what they do, um, and a lot of times in business. We look at competency and we want it to out-trump character. And we think it will out-trump character. But in the long run, in tough situations or when projects get difficult or people are under stress, their character is not gonna be the thing that carries them forward. Their competency will, they'll make the wrong decisions and use their competency for the wrong reasons, right? Wouldn't um, the character issues are be harder to deal with as you're mentoring that person? Much more because you're 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 getting into the change of the person in a character yeah. issue, and a lot of people a lot of people have been raised certain ways and, and and had lives and worked in companies where they've been rewarded for certain you know in, in our environment be considered bad behavior because mm -hmm. uh, it's not a servant servant type behavior. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's could be more investment in other people, um, but as a leader in in my role as CEO. In my organizations, I continually have to ask myself what's best for the organization. I, I want to put the individual first, mm -hmm. but I also have a group of people in the organization I'm responsible for. Right. And I can't let that suffer while I'm trying to change one individual. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, character issues. Uh, I'm a golfer. I will tell you, character issues come out in the golf course faster than anything <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, someone hits it in a fairway bunker and it takes them three times to get out, and after the second time, words fly from that person's mouth that you've never heard before. Um, there could be a little character issue there, all right? Mm -hmm. But um, 
there's different things that people can do that, that will reveal their character pretty fast. Um, and do you believe in the person? Do you believe in that person? And sometimes um, that's all you need to, I, I believe in this person, I believe they want to change, I just need to help them find that, that point where they can change and yeah. be successful, feel good about themselves, and then they're just going to start that transformation and get rolling. Um, you know, and there's people, I, I, I believe in everybody at Daytron, SLI, I believe that their intentions are right, their motives are right, that they want to do a good job. My job is to inspire them and equip them to do that great job. Mm -hmm. I'm not questioning what they, you know, I, I believe in the person. I'm, I want to inspire you and equip you. So, um, um, yeah, do you believe in the person? Yeah. How do you, how do you so handle? So how do we handle these oh, little things? courageous conversations. My favorite, <laughs> you know, my other subject is how do you Everybody's have those courageous favorite. conversations? Um, you know, you have to, in, in, you have to have those conversations sooner than later. Because the sooner you have those conversations, the better it is for everyone. Figure out who the best person is to talk to that person. Um, and I'll share with you: if there's a person who has a supervisor, and that supervisor is not comfortable having that courageous conversation, and the manager is not comfortable having, and then a district person comes in and has that conversation. I will almost guarantee you that district conversation with that individual is going to cause more stress in mm -hmm. the organization and keep you from moving forward than teaching that supervisor how to have that courageous conversation, right? So mentor that supervisor, whoever is the best person to have that discussion with that individual. And that's usually the person who deals with them the most on a day-to-day right. -day basis. Right. That's the best person to have that conversation with. Well, and hopefully you're in an environment where you have developed relationship. I mean, whether this is a little fox or not, right. you hopefully have a relationship with, you know, all of the folks on your team, and that makes it easier also. It does. It does. When, when, and I, 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 I want to stress this point just a little bit more. Mentor and coach and help your supervisor get to the point mm -hmm. where that person's comfortable having it. They will get more response from the person that you want to change in Interesting. than anyone else yeah. in the organization. All right? Uh, you've got to describe the un unacceptable behavior. What's going on? Uh, here's what we see. Listen to have, what they have to say about their behavior. Um, offer an opportunity to change. That has to be part of your conversation. And I will encourage leaders that, you know, sitting down with somebody and say, your behavior is bad, Carol. Uh, I don't think you're going to change. I don't believe in you, so we're going to let you go. Have you, have I invested in you? You're going to go out, well, how come Art didn't tell me this like six months <laughs> yeah, ago, right? Yeah. Or in Carol's case, we've been together since 1997. How come you didn't tell me that 20 years ago, right? <laughs> so, Would have um, helped. Yeah. Um, and consequences. You, you have to talk about what are the consequences if you don't change. Uh, most companies, like ours, will say you sit down and you'll talk verbally. If that doesn't change, you'll sit down and you do a written warning, and that written warning will be very specific. If we don't see change by this date, mm -hmm. or we'll put you under a work improvement, behavior improvement plan, we'll help you with that. But if we don't see any change over those couple of steps, guess what? The consequences is we need to help you go find an organization that will accept you the way you are, mm -hmm. and, and it's better for us to move on in, in part ways. So ensure expectations are understood, and this is always one that, that um, is always at the top of the list with uh, folks and when they get in conversations they'll say well I wasn't clear on the expectations mm -hmm. 
and you'll get this this response I will guarantee almost 99.9% .9 of the time well I wasn't clear on what you wanted from me mm -hmm. so make sure that, that that your expectations are clear when you have that courageous conversation reaffirm the confidence in the employees worth share with them the great things they've done with the company uh, done for the company set a time limit for the change we talked about that there's got to be a time time limit on this and keep evaluating and looking at the person's progress uh, a lot of that evaluation doesn't have to be a formal written it mm -hmm. can be a, just a conversation hey Carol how you doing today hey I, I, I see that you seem to be a little bit happier in what you're doing yesterday is that really what's going yeah. on yeah I feel yeah. good about what I'm doing well, tell me why why you felt good and so it doesn't have to be a written sit down with HR and you know there's conversation you can have without going through that process right. so now would you recommend as the leader supervisor or manager that you keep a record of that just for yourself you know, there there's some people that will believe we we our companies are in California. They want us to write down everything. Yeah. And I tell my attorney, I said, listen, I don't have time to write down everything. <laughs> yeah. If I if I had to write down everything I said as a leader, yeah, I wouldn't have time to talk to people. <laughs> so there's a balance there. Write uh -huh. down if you if there's something important, write it down. Okay. Um, if it has to be a formal formal discussion, use your company procedures use your HR department or your employee engagement department whatever you call it uh, get them involved there there are great people that can help you through that process mm -hmm. um, and they'll make sure that things are documented right let them worry about the documentation and get advice but ask advice um, on what you should and shouldn't do but yeah. don't don't get into every time you talk to somebody pull out a pen <laughs> and write down notes. yeah it's, it's it's you know how do you it's create a relationship with that yeah, yeah. it's a little so. tough and then always talk about the next steps. And we can, I can talk about this on the, on the previous page, but what's the next steps? Mm -hmm. If Carol, you're now improving, what's the next step? It isn't that we've gotten you to the next to this point. Yeah. Now, where do we want to get you to the next step? And where's the next step? And where's the next step? Don't just stop because you've got someone to change your behavior mm -hmm. at the first step because you've got multiple steps to go through. So always keep the next step in mind. And that's the continual mentoring and coaching of a leader, you just continually give that give that to folks, right? Yeah, correct. I meet with my senior staff, they have 30 minutes of my time every week, uh, dedicated, one -on -one. we call it one-on-one. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a time I, I look forward to. Uh, I get a chance to build relationships outside of meetings, outside of trying to fix challenges or address challenges and things like that. So um, yeah, invest some time. Invest some of your time outside of the formal write-up process yeah yeah, yeah. great with little foxes uh top tips for managing little foxes don't underestimate them I've, I've told you the consequences if you do uh they will do damage um lead with love and compassion treat people the way you'd like to be treated as an individual if you were in that situation in a company and you didn't feel like you were fitting in with the change uh or where the future of the company was going how would you like to be handle how would you like to be mm. talked to so mm -hmm. um, but lead with 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 love and compassion um, if you don't like the little foxes in your organization stop hiring them <laughs> <laughs> okay don't hire them how oh, details <laughs> details so uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes behind that but um, I will tell you I'm involved in every hiring of a manager level or above mm -hmm. in my companies uh, I want to make sure we have the right type of manager um, that has uh, a heart to help people and that's really what we're looking for a heart to help people and um, so stop hiring the little foxes um, <laughs> and I'm caution 
folks out there, I, I get in this, this mode uh, sometimes that, you know, you just want to, you, you need a person, you need a, someone to do a function, so you want to hire the first person yeah. that you see qualified. Be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, just be careful with that. Um, influence the little foxes. Inspire them. Inspire them. Figure out what makes them tick. Figure out what, what makes them smile. Um, put everything you can into them and see if you can make a difference in their life. Um, start priority is work life because that's what you're responsible for. Um, I will caution leaders, I always do. If you get invited into a personal life, don't assume because you're a leader you know how to help people. Uh, you're gonna run across situations where you're not the best person to help mm -hmm. someone. Get them some, some help. Um, and most, most companies have some great help out there. Um, but be prepared to, you know, let them go if you can't, if you can't influence them. And of course, the courageous conversations we, we talked about. Don't let those go. It's, it's better to have those sooner than later. And I can't emphasize that enough. It will damage your company if you don't do it sooner mm -hmm. than later. Um, and I'm not talking about a day. I sit down with Carol today and she has a change tomorrow, so I'm gonna fire her. That's not what I'm talking about, folks, in, in seeing change, okay? I feel yeah. so much better. Well, we'll give you two days. How's Thank that? you. Yeah. Um, so. Um, That's great. Yeah, and, and you know, leaders sometimes get impatient with things, so. Um, all right, and of course, the nine behaviors, if you can live the nine behaviors and work on these uh, to incorporate it with little foxes, you will make a big difference in people's lives. And um, that's really what it's all about. Um, and uh, to set the clear behavioral expectations uh, for the whole team and the organization, uh, that's really what the nine, nine behaviors is all about, is you're setting expectations for your people. You're telling them where you wanna go and why you wanna get there and you want them to join on board with the purpose of your company and be a big part of that. And uh, Carol and I are fortunate enough, I'll throw in a little bit of, we're working on an article about hope and organizations. You know, and that is, you know, you have to have hope for the little foxes. You have to have sure. hope for the little foxes. And when you as a leader behave in these ways, guess what, it gives your people hope yes. that there's a better future coming for the company, a better future for them a better future for the company and it's just it's it's amazing yeah so yeah that's great 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 responses so now we've reached that marvelous time where we take questions from you listeners out there and our first question is very interesting is it possible to have a hybrid fox and i love this fox slash golden retriever how do you handle that type? It's hard to decipher. That's a great question. Uh, most people will be a hybrid. Um, a lot of people will, they're concerned about two things. And I've seen some um, predictive indexes really good at this. Um, when we run people through predictive index, it gives us two majors. It gives you the measure of what people think they need to be versus what people think they are. And a lot of people will act and behave on what they think you want to see as a leader. Yes. Right? People want, they want to be accepted, so they want to <laughs> say and do what they think you want to see. Uh, and, and that's just nature for people. And so the, the question for the leader is, can you identify the gifts of the fox 
Can you identify the gifts of the golden retriever? And can you put them to good use in your organization? All right. Hmm. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Right? So we love the description of little foxes just because bright, smart, beautiful, everybody goes, oh, beautiful animal. Can do some destructive things uh, around your home if you let it. Doesn't mean all foxes are bad. There are there could be a fox you could turn into a golden retriever, <laughs> but you got to find the gifts of that fox. You have to find the gifts. Yes. What are they good at? What, the key. What can you put to great use in your organization that will make your employees happy, as well as do great things for your organization? So, find the gift of that person. Meet them where they are and figure out what what they love to do. And I can't stress this enough. You know, we have this thing in in the U.S. and it's been through my entire career is. We tend to promote people into positions until they fail. Mm-hmm. We don't promote people into positions to succeed because we don't do everything we can to inspire and equip them to be successful. We just keep promoting them because they, they met their goals last, last year or they did some great things for a year. Just because they're a great salesperson doesn't mean it's gonna be, they're going to be a great leader in the company. Right. Or, or a great engineer or a great, great finance person doesn't mean they're going to be a great leader in the company yeah. of multiple disciplines so yeah. just be careful with that yeah and, and sometimes I think we move them to move the problem sometimes we do it's easier for us to move the problem <laughs> you know if you get some another department Carol hey I got this great employee um, they're looking for a transfer they'd love another opportunity to go do something different right you notice you have an opportunity can we transfer them tomorrow well why do you want to transfer them tomorrow if they're, if they're that great why do you want to get rid of them Mark yeah just be aware sometimes as leaders, we want to take the easy path. And the easy path is, what's the best way for me to give this problem to someone else? Yeah. You know, and again with this question, do you think, Art, that it's important to look at um, sort of the, the history of this person's situation? In other words, where are they coming? What kind of environment are they coming from, either within your company or without? Um, yeah. And take that into consideration. Absolutely. It, it's um, depending on where people have come from, what their experiences have been, yeah. um, whether those experiences have been good or bad or a combination. I will, I will almost guarantee that probably, I would guess, probably 60, maybe 70% of the people you're going to interview for a position are not working in their gifts. That's not the gift that they mm. really have deep down inside, hmm. right? Interesting. And we get pigeonholed in doing something early in our career. And that's what we stick with. And, you know, I wanted to be a musician. And my dad put my arm, his arm around me one day after <laughs> I did an audition to become a musician at a college. And I don't think I was really good at it. And his, his, his message was, why don't you try some business classes uh-huh. at the local JC? Because, you know, I don't think I can afford this. His message was, son, I really don't think you're this great at this. And it's really not your gift. So why don't you go find out what your gift is first, oh. right? Did you know that at the time? No. I had no idea what my <laughs> gift was. I thought my gift was in music and, and right. um, thought I, I could be great at it. I wasn't even close to being great at it. Not even close. Um, the other thing I'll share with you is, you know, you will, in, in purpose and gifts, your purpose will change over your career, over your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because as you mature, you get smarter. And as you get smarter and mature, your priorities in life change. And that's usually when you start really utilizing the gifts. 
um, that you have. So, great question. Fox and Golden Retriever. I've got to work <laughs> that Golden Retriever yeah. in, um, into it because uh, that's a great analogy. Um, so, yes, I, I hope I helped with that question. Good. Okay. The next question is, how do you identify little foxes in the interview process? Well, you have to invest invest some of your time in that process, and um, especially at the leadership level. Uh, for me, uh, I want to know that the person has a servant's heart first, and mm -hmm. so I'll usually conduct a phone interview that only lasts for 20 minutes, and I'll have five questions that I'll ask. All the questions relate to leadership. What do you believe in leadership? What do your people think of you as a leader? Um, how would you handle a, a, an individual who's, whose performance has gotten off track? And usually we'll work in, you know, have you ever heard of servant leadership before? Um, and what I love about those questions is it gives people to talk about themselves as a leader, but also ask them to think about from their people that they're responsible for from their perspective, what do they think about them as a leader? Mm -hmm. And some haven't even thought about that. Um, and others, uh, when I ask the servant leadership question, um, I'll get a dissertation from some, and <laughs> you know that they've just kind of studied it for the last couple of days to get ready for the interview. Right. And others will say, Art, you know what? I, I, I saw it in, in, the, in your ad and the requirement. Uh, I just started reading about it, and I'm just starting to learn about it. You know what? This is there's some traits here that I've lived by all my life, and that person's honest and telling you exactly what's mm -hmm. going on. So, uh, ask some key questions about people's heart first, and what they believe in leadership, and mm -hmm. um, do they like to help people? Once you feel like they have a heart to serve, and in our company, you have to have a heart to serve. Once we feel you have a heart to serve, and it could be at different levels, it doesn't have to be perfect, it can be beginning um, transformation, then we'll invest the time in on-site interviews. And if there's mm. any question in your gut, any question whatsoever in your gut that says, I'm not sure this person is right, then don't make the hire. Mm -hmm. Don't make it out of convenience. Make sure you have the right person. That will bring back more, more uh, positive things in your company when you hire the right person than anything else. Yeah. Anything else. Yeah. Um, yep. So. I, yeah, I, I would just, I would add one thing to this, you know, identifying little foxes. I've run across this, um, is you're, you know, you're in the interview with this individual and they're basically reciting the website to you. So you know that, you know, yes, they've done their research on the company, which is great, but they're giving you the answer that you want to hear right. or that they think you want to hear. Right. And that's, um, to me, that's a, uh, it's a, what do you call it? A red, not a red flag, but at least a yellow flag, yeah. you know, to dig a little deeper and, and uh, find out what's really going on there. Right, right. So the next question is, what if the fox is the HR person? Uh, that's a problem. Uh, that's a challenge. And that will happen. It will happen. Um, and um, you've got to be, well, always assume the best. Don't assume the worst. Um, give the person a chance to help. Give a person a chance to give you advice. And if you feel you're getting bad advice, then go talk to your boss. And mm. Share with them your experience. Um, 
but have the respect to give the person a chance to be responsive first. Don't just don't assume that hey that person's not going to react positively, so I'm gonna I'm gonna um, go around that person. Um, when I first started implementing servant leadership, I knew that HR would probably be my biggest obstacle. Hmm, interesting. So instead of waiting for it to become my obstacle, <laughs> uh, I took our, our senior person in HR to lunch. And I always do this when um, I'm not sure what the reaction's gonna be. I always, I always go to a public place. Because <laughs> that way the reaction's always gonna be professional in a public place, right? So um, I went to lunch and explained to her what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go with the company. I gave her some materials to look at, and I said, please look at this and come back to me when you're ready to talk. I didn't say mm -hmm. I want to implement it tomorrow. I didn't say, you know, in two weeks. And in about three weeks, she came back to me and, and asked some questions, and we talked about it. And she said, Art, she said, if this were where you want to take the company, then let's go on behind you. So give people a little bit of a chance to, to, to be a positive response. Yeah. All yeah. right. Give, give them a chance. Um, there are organizations, I will tell you, you know, we, when we bought the company, um, we had some challenges that people wanted, didn't see HR as someone who could, who could help them with benefit issues and help them with stuff. And, mm. and so you need to just make sure everybody in your organization is, is here to serve. And so when people in our manufacturing, they need help, you give them help. You yeah. give them help because right. it's really important to meet their needs. Yeah. Great. The next question is, what are the core competencies a leader needs to execute on change and bring little foxes along? Uh, the core competency, uh, I would, as from a leader's perspective, from my perspective, um, I would say you have to learn how to be the best mentor and coach that you can be for that individual. Mm. Um, you're going to have to learn how to be a good coach. You're going to have to learn how to be a mentor. Um, don't assume that because you're the boss you know that, how to do that. Uh, yeah. And you may, and you may yeah. not be the best person to do that. But you have to be able to invest time in other people and have them receive that as being an investment in them. Mm -hmm. Not just, hey, the, the boss wants to talk to me and I, I'm going to have to do what the boss wants me to do. <laughs> or you know. Um, so mentoring and coaching and, and investing in time in people that's really your core competency, mm. and and then you'll you know you're gonna love them up if you if you're gonna do that you're gonna love them up if you, yeah. can, if you can coach and invest in them you're gonna love them up you're gonna create relationships, and I haven't seen very many servant leaders who aren't great at relationships, yeah yeah, yeah. and you've yeah. got to do that by investing in people yeah. yeah. So uh, here's going to be our final question today. During job interviews, is there a way to tell if the candidate is a potential fox? What and here's really the key that's um, that's kind of new. What questions would lead us to know this? Um, a couple things. Uh, I look at uh, when I look at a at a resume. I look at the job titles people have held over time, um, and that isn't the main driver for me. But that kind of gives me an idea of uh, if they if they've been in one job for a long time. And, and they're happy with that, find out why they're happy in that. Mm. Or if they're unhappy, find out why they're unhappy. Mm -hmm. um, you can ask people about what they think about um, culture change. Yeah. What do you think about change? How easy is change right. in your leadership role when you've had to change an organization? Tell me a little bit about how you've gone around that change. Um, you know, if a leader comes back and says, well, I told them we're going to change. If they don't change, I told them I'm going to find somebody who will, and I'll fire them. <laughs> okay, you probably got a little fox there. Yeah. So, um, 
um, figure out the questions that you need to ask as an individual. For me personally, uh, I want to see someone who has a good heart to help people. And when I ask someone about, well, Carol's having a difficult time. She's been a great performer, but in the last six months, her performance has gone down. Tell me how you would help Carol through mm -hmm. that, that, oh, that's a great that question. challenge. And then sit back and listen to what they say. Yeah. And write down the key things and then sit back and think, okay, what was that person really telling me they would do for Carol mm -hmm. in that situation? Um, what they tell you they will do is probably going to be an indication of their character, which is going to be an indication of who they really are deep down inside. Um, the story I love to tell is a software manager that came interviewed with us once. He, he just cared about himself. He, he Here's my portfolio of work. And I asked him, I said, who helped you accomplish all this? He said, well, I did it myself. Okay, well, that's someone focused on himself and not a leader. Right. You have someone who's applying for leadership and they're all focused about themselves and here's what I've accomplished, here's what I've done, here's I, 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 I. Mm -hmm. There might be a little box in there. Just, you know, and have some other people interview them. Yeah. You know, let other people ask the same questions. More effective. And when you sit down and compare, you know, when, when we ask the five questions over the phone and we get a team together, so what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And sometimes there's no discussion, it's just a thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> And if you get th thumbs down around the table, you go, it's not worth the hire. Mm -hmm. It may be the best person from a company standpoint, but they're going to do more damage in your organization because they're going to be that little fox. Yeah. And so listen to the people. Get some input from people around you that, that, that you trust uh, on, on a key hire. Um, so, But ask some questions and then sit back and listen. And then ask yourself after the interview, what was that person telling me about themselves? Mm-hmm in their responses. Yeah. What do you think they would do? Great. And if you don't get great answers and you want to have another interview, have another interview, but ask questions. And if you don't get peace and you don't have a good feeling about hiring that person, don't do it as a leader. Because I will guarantee you in six to 12 months, you're going to be doing the other side of the equation yeah. with that person. Right. right? Yeah. Right. And it's just not worth the risk. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks everyone for those questions. They were great. Um, let me remind you that Mr. Art Barter is an active speaker and he'd love and co to come and talk to your organization about servant leadership. So visit our website, www.servantleadershipinstitute.com for details. And as you go about the process of learning more about servant leadership, don't overlook Art's latest, latest book, The Servant Leadership Journal. This is an in-depth look at the servant leadership behaviors through the journaling process. It's a great tool for the journey into servant leadership. And, and it's a, and Carol, let me jump yeah, in here. I, sure. I was with some leaders, um, flat, uh, philanthropic leaders this morning, talking with them a little bit, and had a couple of people come up and tell me that the journal had made an amazing difference in their personal lives, oh. an amazing difference in their organizations. And one leader said, I carry this with me everywhere I go, Art because this is exactly what we need. We need to focus on behaviors. We need to learn how to change who we are and what we're doing. Um, and I shared with them this morning, you know, there was a song that Michael Jackson did, The Man in the Mirror. Mm -hmm. If you want to change this world, start with yourself. Uh, and that's what, what that's all about. And when we hear stories about transformation, about what the journal's doing for people, 
it it just it floats our boat folks it gets, <laughs> gives us the wind under our wings that yeah. keep us going so we love hearing the stories of transformation from yeah. that so thank um, you for sharing that yeah it, it, it it's a special time when you can talk to people who've been transformed through a process that you you help put together yeah it's it's it, it's it's our purpose right and when you're working on your purpose Gosh, there's a lot of hope for the future. Just mm -hmm. a lot of hope for the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have more good news. Here at SLI, planning is well underway for our 2018 Servant Leadership Conference in downtown San Diego. So don't forget to save the date, February 19th and 20th. And we also have <clears throat> our usual networking reception on the 18th. So that's Sunday evening we have a networking reception and then the two-day conference. Here's some ways you can get involved with SLI. We'll continue our webinar series, of course, and we have podcasts that you can find on iTunes. Just search for the Servant Leadership Institute podcast, and we'd love for you to get involved with us through social media. So, Art, any thoughts you would like to leave us with today? Uh, little foxes are going to be part of your life. <laughs> uh, they are there, and they will be there. Um, and just keep hope that they can change. Just, just show belief in them. Um, let them know that you believe in what they bring to the company and what they could bring to the company. Um, and, you know, make a difference in that life and watch what will happen in your organization when you do. Um, so I hope our webinar today helped. I hope some of the, the stories we shared helped. Um, and some of my uh, personal experience with things. But invest in people. Invest in people because it's worth every minute of time. And when they're not, people don't want to change, that's okay. Just, it's okay in someone else's organization. Yeah, it's okay in someone else's organization. And they're still great people. It's just that they want to do things differently, and that's okay. Um, but, um, Anyway, I love being with you guys today. And Carol, thanks, uh, thanks a whole bunch. Thank yeah, you. thanks yeah. again, everybody, for joining us and spread the word about this free webinar resource. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Mm -hmm.